I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who are women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started Your First Million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. <laughs> Let's talk about it. They slept on me, but now they won't. Because I got a million. Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so. Because I got a million. I got my first million. I got my. Hi, it's Arlen. Welcome back to your first million. Today we're talking to Alex Williamson, who was, I think, the third employee at Bumble which recently, as you probably know, just had a massive IPO and is women-led and just really, really cool all around. Serena Williams is an investor and advisor. And Bumble has just been a great uh, example of doing things on your own terms and not settling. And uh, Alex helped shape that. She helped shape the, the marketing there and the, and the narrative and she had a medical uh, issue come up or continue that made it so that she could no longer work. And in that, she came up with an idea uh, with, with some co-founders for, for an amazing company that I think many of us can relate to and are very happy that it exists now. We'll be very happy when you learn about it. So take a listen. As always, get those notebooks out. I know some of you do that. I did. It. I do it when I interview people. Um, and and uh, this is a good one. This is really uh, has a lot of layers to it. And we're talking about a lot of capital here. We're talking about different types of capital, different types of stakeholders, uh, what it means to have a successful company, etc. And I think this one is. It's going to be exciting for those who are mission-driven. Uh, really excited for you to listen to it, and I hope you enjoy. I know you're going to tell me about it on the socials. I'll see you there. Before we start, I want to give a shout-out to my friend Justin Kahn's pod, The Quest. Justin co-founded Twitch and sold it to Amazon for almost a billion, with a B, a billion dollars. The quest is about eternal growth. We all have our own battles to fight. Justin dives into the ups and downs of trailblazers around him, from tech, the NBA, K-pop, and beyond, to help you figure out life and get to where you want to be. Check out The Quest with Justin Kahn on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to my interview with Justin on episode 11 of Your First Million or season one of his podcast, episode seven of The Quest. 
Hi, Erlen. Well, I want to welcome you to your first million. And I am just so happy to see you. I haven't seen you in so long, it feels like, because we, we kind of met the one time and then kept up online and just really thrilled to see what you're working on. Yeah, it's so great to see you too. It feels like the world has changed so much since since you and I last saw each other and um, our lives have too. So it's good to get a chance to catch up. Yeah, it feels that way because it has. Yeah, it has. <laughs> because it, it is entirely has. different than when we saw each other, but really puts things in perspective for sure. And I just want to kind of mention where we met. So we met, uh, we were doing a panel together, like officially met. I think we knew about each other before then, but mm-hmm. we officially met, we were doing this panel um, was it for um, Teen Vogue? It was for Teen Vogue. Yes. Yeah, and it was out here in LA. Yeah, it was really cool. And I, I, I enjoyed what you had to say. And you were, um, I think we just kind of had like a mutual respect right right away because of what we were talking about. Uh, and at the time you were, what was your title uh, at Bumble? At, at the time I was the chief brand officer of Bumble. Chief brand officer at Bumble. And they recently had that IPO, that incredible IPO. So do you feel you're, you're no longer at Bumble and we're going to talk about that, but do you feel like, you know, like some pride there that you helped help there? For sure. I mean, I was at Bumble from the beginning before it ever launched and um, it was the third, third team member uh, there and, and really got to be a part of, of bringing that baby to life. And so seeing where, where it's come and seeing, um, what it's, you know, what it's represented, I think for women, women in business, but also women in, in their personal lives and, uh, being able to be a part of something that I think was an instrument of change in a lot of ways and the way that people date. Um, and then the way people view, you know, I mean, look at, look at Whitney, she was at the IPO with her, her son on her hip. And I think, you know, being able to, to see that and be a part of something that has, has been able to, be a part of ushering in a new wave was really, it's really humbling and really exciting. So there's definitely a lot of pride there. That's incredible. And it kind of speaks to, I mean, you could pretty much probably do what you wanted, at least job wise. Let's talk about what you're doing today. Cause you, you, when did you leave Bumble? What year was that? So I left Bumble in 2019 fall, right around the time that Blackstone um, came in and purchased the majority, uh, the majority of the company. Um, I had a, a very interesting story that led to me leaving uh, the company. And, and that was a lot of what, what led me to where I am today. Um, so I can give you, uh, do you, do you want to hear the whole? Well, I would love to hear the story. Let's first say what your company does and then sure. we'll backtrack to how you, you know, what the two uh, combined were. So what is the company called? What is it called? And what does it do? The company is called Astea, um, and we are an income insurance company. We are selling income insurance um, to everybody, making it something that is accessible for everyone, uh, regardless of their income, regardless of their um, their profession and regardless of their gender. And that's really, really what we've started working on uh, with the company. And, and it is fully digitized. So this is something that is it's rare in this space. It hasn't existed before where you can go from quote to policy in a matter of minutes. Um, and so it's, it's fully online in that way. Um, and what we're trying to accomplish with it. I mean, there's, there's a lot that I can share with you yeah, about the yeah. vision and, well, and the I, mission behind you say it. like income insurance. So just for a moment, tell us what that means. And then we, we definitely got to hear that story of how it's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So income insurance is something 
It's fascinating to me because, and when I get into my background and my story, you'll understand why I think it is so such an important product. I think it's one of the most important insurance products that that anybody can have for themselves. Um, but but the general population is very uh, it's uneducated on what income insurance actually is. So it's there to protect your income in case something happens to your health or well being. Um, and so our first product that we have out is a, it's a one-time pay, payment. Um, and it's for it, it basically any, like a, a, anything that happens to somebody that, that, that puts them in a situation where they can no longer work their current job ever again. Um, we have more products in the pipeline uh, that are coming that are, are different in terms of the offering, but, but essentially it's there as a, it's a financial safety net in case something happens in your life. And, um, you know, if, if you look at it, there's the majority of bankruptcies, foreclosures, et cetera, happen because of a health crisis. And so we're trying to be a company that steps in and, and protects people from ever getting into a situation where they can't take care of their, their health or their finances. It sounds major. It sounds like, um, sweeping and major sweeping change. How did it start? What, what happened, I guess, around that time? that you left Bumble that made you feel like this has to exist. Yeah. So I, I had my own, um, health complications. I've had a condition, um, that, that I've had for over a decade now. And at that point I'd had it for a decade, uh, called fibromyalgia. It had never impacted my, I mean, it, it had been hard for me. It had been like one of the hardships that I've gone through and, but I had been really fortunate and, and, and my, you know, my pre, like my time with fibromyalgia, it, it hadn't stopped me from being able to work. And I actually found that the harder that I worked, I was able to outrun the pain in some ways. I was able to ignore the pain because I was so buried in work and it caught up with me. And I was at the time with Bumble, I was traveling, you know, three to four times a week. And these were not like, none of these flights were less than probably three hours that I was on. And I ran my body. Like I, I just broke, it broke down. I was at the time that I went on medical leave. I um, was basically thinking that I was going to need a cane because of the pain I was, I was experiencing pain from my head to my toes. And a lot of it is, is it's nerve pain as well. So it was pretty excruciating. Um, and Bumble was really kind to me and giving me medical leave, the option to take three months to take care of my health and, and try to power heal and get back into the office. Um, and I, and in that time, um, I had a very interesting experience in that Western doctors uh, told me that there wasn't much they could do other than what I'd already been trying with them. So they told me to go, they recommended an Eastern route. So I hopped on a plane, I flew to Thailand and um, and I lived in an ashram. It was actually the oldest yoga school in the world, had a, a branch in Thailand. Uh, and I studied Ayurveda and yoga there. And in that process realized a, how fortunate and, and privileged I was that Bumble had given me that opportunity, um, to take time to take care of myself. And, and that so many people don't have that. Uh, most people, I mean, that was a, that was a very rare circumstance. And it was because I'd, you know, I'd been there from the beginning and, um, and was very supported in that. Um, but I, I realized while I was over in Thailand that I, I wanted to help people in their wellness journeys. And so I came back and decided at that point that, you know, the company was, 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 you know, going into the, the sale with Blackstone. It was, you know, I felt like I had given a lot of myself to the company and, and decided that it was time to make a change and do something in, in the wellness space. 
And then very quickly realize that the easiest way to help people in their wellness journey is to help protect their finances. Because if you are not financially secure, how can you even think about taking care of your health? I mean, if you can't pay for your basics, your, your home, your, your car, whatever it is that, that is in your life that are the, the financial obligations that you have, there's no way that you can like get through, you know, focusing on, on that to focus on your health. And so it's this never ending negative cycle in people's lives. So I, that's, that's where I, I came to the, the conclusion that being a part of building something that could help protect people's assets is, is where I could provide the most help for them in wellness. Um, and I met my business partners and they were coming up with this. They were basically digitizing this, this very antiquated old school process of buying income insurance. And we really fought to, we're fighting to reimagine the space. It's typically called disability insurance. And, um, to me, that was a, a misnomer and it didn't really fully explain what this product is and how great it is. It's something that, that if you've seen it, you've seen it at like the very bottom, you know, on a, on an enrollment process behind dental and vision and life, um, insurance. But if you, but majority of people haven't even heard of this or have, have no understanding of what it is. And it's been around since the fifties. So to me, that's so unfair that there are people who are getting access to this product. And then the majority of the population have no access to this product and have no understanding of it. Yeah. Well, let's break down just a couple of things. Fibromyalgia. Can you just explain a little bit about what that is and, and what it does to the body? Of course. So fibromyalgia, it is a, it is, they have recently found that it is a central nervous system condition. It was called, it was, it was thought as, um, um, something that was autoimmune before, but it, it's basically, it creates chronic pain, the feeling that you have chronic pain in your body. And for me, you know, a lot of people have different experiences with fibromyalgia. Mine is, it'll, it makes it difficult to, uh, when it's bad, you know, I can't, I can't really touch my arms or my legs without feeling like everything is bruised. I get joint pain, um, muscle pain, what have you. And, and it actually causes brain fog. Um, and, and it can affect cause it's neurological it can affect your, you know, everything from memory, everything like that. And so healthy living is one of the easiest ways to, to prevent and also treat fibromyalgia. Um, there's, I've tried so many different approaches and modalities of healing to, to, to help myself get over it, but it really is something that is, um, it affects a lot of people. It can be very trauma-based, um, is how a lot of times people end up having, uh, having fibromyalgia and, and it's very under, um, under researched. So there's mm -hmm. not that much information on it. And for a long time has been a condition that people, uh, you know, doctors have written off as not real or something that people are coming up with in their head, that this pain that you're feeling is, is psychosomatic. Um, and that's one of the, the most frustrating parts of having the condition is that it's very real pain, um, yeah. but it's invisible. So people don't know that you're, you're struggling with it. Yeah. When you said it's under-researched, the first thing that came to mind was that means it's under-respected, you know, Completely. it's not given the respect it needs. But so you were, you were dealing with that, had an incredible, um, stability around you that allowed you to try to do something about it. Did, did mm -hmm. it end up working just by, by the by? Did it end up helping the Eastern medicine? Completely. It, it did. It really helped at the time I was eating completely like clean Ayurvedic and vegan. 
um, which in, it was in the ashram prepared. So it was easy to do that. It's not as easy to do it anymore. Um, but it, I, I felt so much better and, you know, got to a place where meditation became a daily practice for me. Um, really, you know, different, taking care of my health, being able to, to figure out what works and what doesn't for me, what to eat, um, what to do to prevent, prevent it from getting bad. But it, yeah, so it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm in a much different place than I was. Um, and actually I think travel had a lot, a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, having to travel or not being able to travel at this point. And as much. it's, it's been huge for me. It's, it's totally, it hasn't been something that's been impacting me. Um, much lately, which is very nice or much any more than it used to before it got really bad. Yeah. Um, but while I was in the ashram, I, uh, this is a kind of a, a wild connection, but I, the day that I left Bumble, um, I got the word Astea tattooed on my wrist in Sanskrit. Um, not realizing that that was going to be the name of my future company. Yes. And how do um, you spell that? Cause I don't know if, is it a certain language or I'm not sure. It's Sanskrit and it, it's A-S-T-E-Y-A. And what Asteya means, um, I, to me, it was it was the most beautiful um, breakdown of how to live your life. And it means non-stealing. And I remember it's one of the, the 10 virtues of yoga. They're called the Yamas and the Niyamas. And I remember the first time that I was reading a book called the Yamas and the Niyamas, which I would highly recommend. Um, Asteya was one of the chapters and I was like, well, you know, stealing, I don't, there was, was a thought about skipping over it. And then it changed my life. It, it means not taking more than you need or deserve from the earth, from others, from animals or, or from yourself. And, um, and to me, that's the easiest way to, you know, I feel like boundaries is such a, it's a common phrase that we hear a lot, but it's, they're hard to define and hard to understand. But if you look at it as non-stealing, not taking from others or not taking from yourself, you know, you protect your future by taking care of yourself today. Um, you know, and, and, in the way we were looking at it and building a business is from the top down, how can you create a company that empowers and like truly empowers employees. And in that, you know, non-stealing is, is, can be as granular as not speaking over somebody in a conference room, not taking credit for someone else's work, not micromanaging, you know, all the different ways that you can, you can apply that. And in a business, I think is a really nice way to lead. Hey, just wanted to stop in just for a second and tell you about cohort two of my new investing course. I told you about the first cohort a few weeks ago, and we've already had a really, really amazing time together. 45 students got together from all over the world virtually, and we spent four weeks together learning uh, as much as we could about investing and specifically investing as a catalyst. And it went so well that I decided to do another cohort and we're starting June 1st, 2021. Check it out at arlen.capital, arlen, A-R-L-A-N dot capital. You have to check it out. Are you an aspiring investor? Do you think maybe I can't be an investor because I don't have enough money? Let me tell you something. You can invest in reg CF deals on platforms like Republic, WeFund, or Start Engine, and they usually start at about $100 a piece. So we'll talk about in the course how you build your portfolio with as little as $100 to start, and so, so, so much more. So many people are talking about this course, Arlen.Capital. I cannot wait to see you in class. And going back to then breaking down disability insurance, which I have heard of, and I'm sure many people listening have heard of, 
What, what, what are kind of the, the simple dynamics of disability insurance today? And what are you trying to disrupt? Sure. So disability insurance is, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the challenges of disability, like of, of ever hearing about disability insurance. One, the misnomer of, of it being called disability insurance. You assume, you know, that worst, like the worst has to happen to you in order to, to need this product. Um, 90% of claims in disability insurance are wellness related, uh, health complications. And the top five claims we're focused on, on long-term income insurance, um, and the top five claims for that are musculoskeletal, mental, nervous, back problems, cancer, and heart conditions. Mm-hmm. And we believe as a company that a lot of that can be um, prevented through healthier living. So we're also looking to tackle this into thinking of it more as insurance wellness. Um, but the other, you know, so that's, that's one of the ways the distribution, it's typically um, sold through brokers and agents and financial advisors. And for us, we realized in that, that means that this product is only going to, to people who are, who are making like high earners to where, to where brokers, agents, um, financial advisors can get some sort of a, uh, cut like a benefit from selling the product to them. But what about essential workers? What about people who are, uh, gig workers, freelancers, self-employed, everybody who is working harder a lot of the times mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to make their ends meet. Why, why is it fair that they're not getting access to this product? So we're going about the distribution in a different way. Um, so that people really can have this as, as a, as a tool, um, for themselves. And then the third reason, uh, is just the general education around it. People don't know what disability insurance is. They don't understand, um, you know, how beneficial income insurance can be in their lives. And if you think about it, you can't pay for any of your other insurance policies if you don't have an income. Um, and so this is really the safety net to, to prevent you from having, you know, bankruptcy, any, anything of that nature when you yeah. have a health problem. Because you're saying you're changing disability insurance to income insurance. Mm-hmm. Which, which you, is a more clear way. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a more clear way of explaining what the product actually does, which is it didn't, it you know helps subsidize your income should something happen. And um, have you all launched or is this pre-launch? We launched in March. Awesome. How does it work? So it sounds like it's it's direct to consumer. Is that correct? Or can people get it through their jobs or how do they get it? It's, we're, we're going about it both direct to consumer and B2B, B2B to C. Um, but you can go, it's very easy. You go online to our website, which is astea.world and you fill out the quote journey and get to the application process. And it's, it takes minutes, um, mm-hmm. to actually I'm gonna get have you spell it again because it, 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 it's hard to spell. So one more time, spell it. It's a, a S T E Y A dot world. world dot world. And so people go on. And the product itself, because you've definitely explained the need for it. You've definitely explained what you're disrupting. I want to bring home what it actually is for people. So there, so we, if we sign up for it, we are paying like a monthly payment, like you did with with premium with most of these insurances. And then if, and then who decides what kind of triggers it if we are ever to need it? So that, that part of the process, we are right now, we are an MGA MGU. And so, um, we, we work with our, our carrier would then take care of that claims process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's who, de- who determines that, but the, the product that's currently online. And I say that to tease that we have more products coming is a one-time payout, 
Um, meaning that if something happens to you and you're no longer able to work your, your job ever, we would, we would pay you up to $500,000. And you say your job ever. So no one wants to think that if they get sidelined, that it's going to be forever. I think, you know, Americans by and large are, are hardworking and tenacious. Yes. Yes. So is it something like, what is, what does no longer mean? Does it mean you think you can't work the job for the next six months and therefore you'll lose the job? Is there something in the timing that helps you determine if you would need this? It's, it's, um, yeah, well, it's, it's no longer meaning like if, if let's say you are, uh, you drive, you're, you're, you're in rideshare and something happens and you're no longer able, you can't drive. That's yeah. you're completely unable to, or you're a designer and something happens like permanently, you know, to yeah, your ability to see who, your, well, I had a friend whose writer. hands, um, they, they clutched up so much because, or clenched up so much because she, she did such fine artwork with penmanship. Oh my gosh. She couldn't the use carpal her tunnel? hands. It was just the worst case of ever. I mean, it was really bad. She couldn't use them for years. Now it's better because she did therapy. But for years, she couldn't do the thing. So you're saying someone like, I I interrupted just to kind of give a kind of a real world example. So they have that happen. They think that they're, they don't know how long it's going to last, but they know that it's, it's sidetracking them for at least the foreseeable future. Your product as it is today could help get them out of that trouble that of just not having income. Yes. And then, and, and that would be determined through the claims process, um, through doctors, everything, um, everything there. And then, um, and then, yes, of course we are, like I said, we're rolling out more products for, for not permanent, but you know, different solutions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if it's, if it's not a permanent illness or accident. Yeah. Because yours wasn't permanent. That's why I say that. Yours. yours, mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, you go. go I was going to say, because I just want to make sure that I understand it um, because yours, yours was like debilitating and you were knocked out, but here you are with the new company. So I just want, I just wonder if it's, mm-hmm. if it's meant to be like, Hey, you can have a couple of years and it doesn't ruin your life. So in the, the near future, yes. Um, and, and I will caveat this and saying that, you know, just Full disclosure, I, I, my, one of my personal goals and missions with this company is to uh, make these benefits better for people with chronic illnesses um, because you, chronic illnesses are often excluded from the income insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the things that keeps you from being able to, to purchase one of, purchase a policy. Um, we have within our company the ability to, to um, cover people who have pre-existing conditions um, but that is a goal of mine is to make that more accessible, make it more accessible for people uh, like me who have, um, who have chronic illnesses. Yeah. And that's part of what drove me into, into starting this, being a part of this company and, and starting this is that I, I want to like, you, you know, you, I think a lot of times when you, when you land on a business that you're passionate about, it's because you, it's a change that you want to see made. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I really, I think would, will provide a lot of value for a lot of people. Yeah, um, and so that's one of our goals. You're two months into launch, you know, 10 years from now, you, you may have changed the face of this whole thing. You know, I change, change so. the way this whole thing processes. It's pretty exciting. So- I, oh gosh, I hope so. And I hope that we, like the whole thing, I, the whole approach to income insurance is, you know, we have so many things in the works and, 
and so many ways that we want to change it. And I think, you know, for the better, I think that this is something that is such a necessary product and I want it to be perceived as something that is as valuable to people as home or, um, health insurance. You know, this is a product that is, what's also amazing about it is that, you know, when you, when you typically, when you're going through like a claims process with any insurance product, that product is going, um, directly that that payment is going directly to the hospital or to the doctors or, you know, whoever this product goes directly to the individual. Um, so you get to determine how you want to, to spend the, the policy. So say that, I mean, not the policy, the, um, the payout. So, you know, instead of it being something where, you know, it's going directly to the hospital, say, you're, you, you, you've hit, hit something that is preventing you from being able to work and you need to spend that money to pay your bills, or you want to try a, a different approach. Maybe it's acupuncture, physical therapy or whatever it is like you, it's up to the, the end consumer on how they want to spend it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, because this is called your first million, we, we like to talk to our guests either about their first million, which we, so I think we can talk about a couple things there if you want to, or we can talk about, um, have you, you know, raised or re- generated revenue very early company. So I don't want to put that out revenue on you, but, um, do you have a first million moment? First million. And it could be actually related elsewhere because you've, you've, you've done a lot of marketing it could be something, you know, like views or downloads or anything you want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, I guess our first million would be our series a that we, that we've just raised. Um, we raised 10 million, um, just, just recently. And that was, that was, you know, we announced that along with our company launch. Um, and so that would be for, for us. Who who was smart Um, enough to lead that? (laughs) We had a lot of, uh, we had several VCs and several angels come in. Um, I2BF capital factory, um, we had the angels, uh, Whitney, Whitney Wolf heard actually came in, uh, which was great. very exciting. Um, and a woman named Gita San Navar, um, who is fantastic. Um, and so we've had, we had, a a, a lot of people come in yeah. for, for our race. That's incredible. That's really great. I mean, how, how fulfilling was that to, and full circle was that to have Whitney come into, to the deal, not just for the capital, obviously, but for the, that conviction. For, I mean, it was, it was incredible. And truly, I mean, she and, and the exact team and, and the HR department at Bumble were so helpful for me when I was going through um, my health struggles. And so having, you know, having her see the value in this product uh, post that was, was really, um, it, it adds to the conviction of what we're doing for yeah. sure. Have you, have you had any kind of bumps up, speed bumps along the way? Anything you've learned um, on the negative side, like that you could, if you knew this a year ago or two years ago, you would do it a different way? Just kind of any learnings? Um, so many. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some good ones uh, that, have, that can come up uh, firsthand. I think, you know, insurance is a, it's a tough uh, it's a tough industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of regulation around it. There's a lot of, um, uh, you know, uh, compliance to it. It's something that is, it's a lot different than marketing, um, you know, a dating app, for example. Uh, and so that's been, it, there've been a lot of learnings there. I think, um, this past year has been so, or I guess less than a year, um, when, when I joined the team has been so, enlightening for me, learning so much about, about insurance. Um, 
And I think, you know, not only am I learning about an industry that's, that's new for me, but it's also, um, strategy wise, my background is in direct to consumer marketing. I'm also learning B2B now. Um, and so there've been so many, so many learnings in terms of, um, what everything, you know, just that, that general changeover yeah. for sure. What is your official role? Um, cause are you a co-founder? Did you become a co-founder? Co-founder and CEO. Wow. Okay. Cause you said just now you said when I joined, cause I know your friends who had been working on this idea and they had been kind of plugging away. So you all were able to, <clears throat> pardon me, you all were able to get together and just, just yeah. go forward with it. That's really cool. That's great. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and work on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Arlen. Um, it's been, <laughs> it's been wonderful to, to get to be a part of and, and join a team that has been so, I'll tell you what's been fascinating about it. And, and where I feel really lucky is that, um, you know, I, I'm working with, with a lot of, 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 men who've been in this industry for 35 years, you know, they know that the space, the income insurance space, like the back of their hands, this is something that they've, they've been so, um, immersed in for so long. And they have been not only so supportive of having someone come in as an outsider, um, but so innovative and, and the approach, it's like the second that we've had, we, we, it feels like we have aha moments, uh, all together, you know, weekly. And I think that's, what's so exciting about it is, is instead of, you know, I think when you disrupt something, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to disrupt and, and this is going to sound so heady, but, but, uh, 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 about, a year and a half ago, I was with a friend of mine. She had me do a vision board. And one of the things that I put on this vision board uh, when I was with her was think inside the box. And I had no idea why I put it on there at the time. Um, and now, you know, looking back at it, when we're building this uh, this company, instead of, of thinking about like, I'm going to disrupt, so I'm going to go the opposite route and cause a bunch of noise and, and in a legacy industry, it's like, okay, this industry has been around since the beginning of civilization, truly, and insurance has been around since the beginning of civilization. You know, there's so much that's already there. That's wonderful. Like, how can you go in inside of it and, and think inside the box mm. and, and create change from the inside, um, you know, and, cool. and bring people from the inside and into that change. That's been really exciting. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, and as we, as we wrap up here, uh, any, any, other takeaways or anything that we should know about the company or about your, your journey that we didn't get to touch on? You know, I think, I think the main takeaways is that, and if I, I may have touched on this already, but to me, it's everybody deserves to be able to protect their income period. You know, we're all working so hard and you look at like this past year, we've seen how hard essential workers are working there, the, the, literally the backbone of, of, of our economy and the backbone of our society. How would any of us have survived without everybody who's, who's come together and been working and putting themselves, you know, putting themselves on the line and their health on the line in order to be, um, you know, in order to do, to do their jobs, everybody deserves to protect their income and, and to have some sort of financial security. And so really what we are trying to do is, is to help people, in that space and, and help provide people with, with, a, with security there. And then uh, looking into ways to help with, with wellness as well. You know, I mean, it's part of what I'm so passionate about is, you know, you look at the, the wellness space as a whole, and it feels like it's in some ways 
it can be very exclusive feeling. I mean, my gosh, I just told you that I flew to Thailand and was in an ashram. Like that's as exclusive as it can possibly. No, people don't have that experience. And I realize how fortunate I, I was to have that experience, but wh why can't those teachings be shared with, you know, with everybody, right. everybody yeah. deserves to have access to, to not only income protection, but wellness, like how to, how to live a better life so that you can protect your income truly by, by being the healthiest version of yourself. And so I think, you know, as we're looking into this, it's, it's taking on, on that and being the, the opposite of everything that, that you see when you think of, and when you think of both insurance and wellness, you know, how can we be the opposite of that and make both of these, um, accessible and easy to understand for everybody. And so that's really what our, our overall goal is and, and mission and vision. And, you know, I, I recognize that it's going to take us time to get there, but we we're moving as fast as possible. And I think there's a lot of positive change that can happen in the space. Yeah. Well, with most things that are worth it, I, I, I look at this as decades and not quarters. And I hope that people continue to think about that with you. I mean, you're moving the speed of light already. Sounds like any product that you alluded to, is going to be really interesting as you continue to roll those out. Um, how do people keep up with you? Do you still maintain a social, um, you know, do you still pull from the marketing side of, of your brain? For sure. I still, I love the marketing to me is, is the, um, it's like the cherry on top of every day, you know, doing like being, being a CEO now getting to work on marketing and branding too is so fun to me. But, um, uh, my Instagram is, is my only form of social. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, clearly really good at it because it took me a second <laughs> to remember that I'm on it. I'm terrible at using LinkedIn, but, um, I use Instagram and my Instagram handle is my last name, which is at Williamson. Um, one thing, one more thing I wanted to add Arlen is that, um, in, in, this is one more thing that we're working on. I know I touched on chronic, uh, chronic illnesses and chronic conditions, but in the income insurance space, historically women pay up to 50% more than men. Um, for policies. And so that's right now we are, we have a, um, a, um, medical research project that we're doing where we have a medical underwriter and two, um, two women's health um, experts who are doing research to help bring down those costs and provide uh, richer benefits for women. And so, you know, as, as we're building this out and tackling the traditional ways of, of income insurance, you know, it's coming up with, with new ways that we can move quickly on to provide change for people. I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode. So we make less, but we spend more on our policy. What? Well, you, you can make, the, you can, you make less. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry. I was thinking about the benefits within the policy, but yes, no, you we make less, but we spend more. And that is to me, I heard that the first time I heard it, I remember being in it a meeting and I kept pausing the meeting and I was like, we're going back to this and we need to talk about this again. Like, this is like, we're going to change this. This does not have to be this way. And so, um, you know, I think in, we have a lot of long-term, like long-term visions that we're looking to, to quickly, uh, dismantle and change. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's been, uh, excellent talking to you and I hope to have you back maybe let's say a year from now to see how things are going. Um, and, and I hope a lot of people listening, go check out the website, um, I'm going to check it out immediately. Uh, thank you so much. And it's been great talk to you. Thank you, Arlen. I'm so happy to see you too. It's been great speaking with you as well. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen was here on Instagram and on Twitter. 
That's A-R-L-A-N was here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenauer, executive producer Arlen Hamilton, associate producer Chacho Valadez. Theme song is used by permission by the artist Tobe Nuigwe.